Welcome to Book Pile Banter. This is Amberly with Sarah and Kim. Originally, we were going to be discussing System Collapse today, but we're making a slight change due to internet issues. And we are actually going to be doing our book topic, Tis the Trope. And we will be doing System Collapse later in the month. What's up, Sarah? You got a funny look on your face. I'm sorry, I was just mentally entertaining myself while I was waiting for you to finish the intro. Okay, okay. So, tropes. Tropes are, like, I don't know, how do I describe it? Like, like quintessential bookishness, right? We all know that there are tropes. We all know we have our favorite tropes. And, like, my computer is not charging. It's so, like... What are your guys' favorite tropes? Are you still there or like, oh, I see you like yeah, fell over. I'm okay. Here. I, like, I hadn't fallen like, over. I'm trying to figure out why the hell my computer is not charging. I see. You know. What is going on? Uh, right there is the problem, not that there. Favorite tropes. Dear Lord, someone please tell me their favorite trope. Not addressing a specific I'm person, a so we're just waiting. Sarah, so. what is your favorite trope? <laughs> Don't you already know? Enemies to lovers. Yes, or enemies to friends. I will also Why? that one. Why? Oh, no. Why that one? It's the fucking drama. The drama. You like the drama? Now, is it any enemies to lovers or enemies to friend, or like, do you have to have other tropes to like line it up? I mean, like, that's, like, the base that you start with, and then you just build depending on what else you're feeling in the moment. Okay, well, what, what other tropes on that do you like, then? That question's coming, it's like, I don't know, man. Those are the ones, like, you know. Do you like the, like, knife-to-the-throat kind of enemies to lovers? The touch them and that you die? Like, what the fuck? I don't even think I've heard of that one. Really? Touch them and you I die. I would not that like one. that. That would be dumb. That, that would be not dumb, but like just annoying to try and read. Um, like trying to kill each other. Sure, good. Um, but, but someone like, else trying to kill them. I mean, that just typically happens in like books with. Any I know, sort but of like when they, they're fighting. villains, but like when they're enemies, but like when somebody else threatens them, they are suddenly like, "No, I'm the only one who's allowed to threaten them." You don't enjoy that. I would say that that's kind of cheesy, but like I wouldn't necessarily like throw the book across the room okay. if it got to that point, unless well, depends on the delivery of that moment, I suppose. Okay, what about marriage of convenience when they're enemies to lovers? Mm, yeah, I can usually dig that. Okay, uh, fake dating. Yes, yeah, in small doses. That in one will do. Doses. Okay, uh, let's see here. Also, Grumpy rivals lovers. Oh yes, Grumpy Sunshine's good. <laughs> no, no, Tim is like that one. I don't know that one. A Grumpy Sunshine is where one of them is like all bubbly and happy, and the other one is like a sourpuss. Um, so like Sarah and I's friendship would be probably described as Grumpy sh- Sunshine. Which one of us so is anything Grumpy? Anything by Ali Hazelwood. Yes, anything by Ali Hazelwood is Grumpy Sunshine. Um, that that's solidly uh yes uh and sarah i'll let you decide which of us you think is the grump <laughs> and which of us you think is the sunshine Gosh, it's such a mystery uh yeah i'm sure that listeners have no idea which one of us would be classified as which impossible to guess <laughs> um let's see here okay what about faded mates sarah Are we still in the enemies to lovers or just faded mates in general? Yes, to both of those. And would like faded mates be like soulmates too? Yeah. Yeah. I do like me some good soulmate fanfic. So yeah, I'm usually pretty tolerant of that slash enjoy it. Again though It does get overused these days though. Yeah, but I mean if that's what you're looking for, then you've got a lot of content to pull from. Or you know. Yeah read but it's one of those things where it's like after you read like two or three or four it's like mm, okay it's all the same thing 
it almost with that one for me feels like a cop out like i'm not going to fully develop these characters i'm just going to tell you that they have to be together because they're supposed to be together and you have to accept that instead well, of like that's actually it's enemies to lovers because then it's true. like they start out and they're like well shit what the hell is going on and then you know true true a good enemies to lovers with a faded mate on the side is is solid um particularly if they are invested in somebody else initially and like then they discover that their enemy is their fated mate and so then they have to deal with like the relationship that can't be and the fatedness um i'm looking at you akatar you <laughs> <laughs> looks so fucking bored <laughs> I can't even. No, 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 I'm good. I'm good. You have no tropes that you like, Kim. Not, not that I'm aware of. Okay, let's see here. I'm going to see if I can find. Okay. Romance tropes tend to be like the best way to kind of go through tropes. Let's see. What, what do we got going on here? Maybe she likes fuck or die. I don't know, Kim, what are your feelings on that one? You would have to explain to me what the hell she just said. Really? Go ahead, and Sarah. What it means. Or die. So you must fuck or you will die? Yeah, it's right in the name. No. <laughs> oh, that's that so weird. I definitely thought that was going to be me. <laughs> what about when they're stuck together romantically? What do you that mean? Do anything like, for you, Kim? Give me an example. Literally like forced proximity. Oh. Kind of like an enemies to lover situation, but like they have to keep interacting with each other and so they slowly fall. Like Allie Hazelwood's books would be forced proximity for a like good the elevator one. No, that's an awful elevator one was example one of that. Um, like when they well, get they forced, forced to work together. Love theoretically, love theoretically would be an excellent forced proximity kind of situation. But why? The entire movie? What? Book? Love theoretically. Oh, you're talking about a book. Ellie Hazelwood, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Were you thinking of Love Actually? Of brain cells, I'm trying. I was thinking of the movie. Um, I love Force Proximity. That's true, you do. You do. Don't you also like There Was Only One Bed? I love One Bed Trope. (laughs) Love it there is just something about it where it's just it's fantastic you know it's it's kind of awkward but not too awkward there's a little bit of chivalry to it but not quite you know i I don't know i like i like one bed tropes about you kim your feelings on one bed trope i think they're a little unrealistically cheesy for the most part but you contrived for you yeah it's a little so sad i feel like a lot of romance tropes though are a little contrived i mean most tropes are let's see here i I wouldn't necessarily agree with that statement because not all tropes exist because they're cheesy they just they exist because it's 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 types of storytelling that people are appealed to do not a call my one trope. bed trope cheesy. It's not cheesy. It's cheesy. It is not cheesy. Ooh, stranded is another good force proximity. Again, usually has to coincide with a one bed like one bed trope, but like stranded is also a good one. Uh, let's see here. I thought I saw one that Kim might like. Let's where was it? Where was it? it go i saw it must have been a lie it's not a lie i just redemption you do like a good redemption trope i also like the redemption trope yes and yes it has to be good and well done and not just Earned and deserved. So you got it. You got to, 
the the person who needs the redemption they the need for the redemption has to be as good as the actual redemption itself also i don't believe in it being redemption if they just kill off the character so if that happens oh yeah no that's an immediately <laughs> no thank you shit so the Actually, one it's kind of funny because... oh go ahead go ahead no no, no go no i was I changing it the... no. shush shush so dane in uh fourth wing and and whatnot people are i mean people hate dane um, and I'm not Dang. quite sure she, he's the uh, childhood yeah, best friend, former boyfriend. Right, right. And I don't think she's going to be able to pull off his redemption. I think people dislike him too much for her to pull off his redemption, um, which I think is unfortunate because I think he's actually building towards a pretty decent redemption. But I don't think she's going to. I don't think people are going to accept it. Honestly, no. does she have the skill to pull it off? No. No, she doesn't. No, well, so... there's that too, but yeah. You know who I want to have a great redemption? Tamlin. No. We are how many? Well, you you guys aren't. I am how many books deep? I really need Tamlin to have a good redemption. I would be intrigued by that, for sure. I would also be intrigued by any book, new book in this series since the last one we got was oh god silver flames um i told you what you need to read to resolve that issue the fucking crescent city book <laughs> number two mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that is not the same thing i mean maybe those characters there is connection there i don't know i don't care to be honest because i didn't enjoy crescent city and I don't really I'm, want there to be a connection, but I'm telling you, that's what you need to read. You'll be mad if you don't. Well, I probably have lots of time, all things considered, since I think she's writing the third Crescent City. No, it comes out in February. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay, she's probably writing the fourth one, because I'm sure there's going to be four, five, six, seven, and maybe someday we'll get back I'm to telling you. Guitar. I'm telling you, you need to read Crescent City too. You know how long that is? And I have to deal with yes. Bryce or Blaine or Blake, whatever her stupid name is. I'm telling you. And Hunt. You need to read it. Ketchup packet boyfriend. You need to read it. You will Bryce. want to read it. I don't believe that that's the case. You will need to read it because you will want to read Crescent City 3. Well, then I guess I'll just wait until Crescent City 3 comes out so that I don't have to wait. Fine, fine. Just go to the end of Crescent City 2 and read the last chapter. You can read the last three fucking sentences and you (laughs) will understand why. Wow. A lot of connection there with the rest of the book, I guess. No, no, but for you, that is the part that matters. <laughs> I'll think the about last it. last three sentences. Hell, once we are done recording, I can tell you the last three sentences. No, no, I don't want to spoil it. I might read it in a couple of years. <laughs> fine, fine. You are Anyways, going to regret tropes. that. You're going to regret that because, like... Yeah, things. Eventually, not reading it in time, particularly if social media starts spoiling things for you. Although oh, I'm shocked it hasn't spoiled. None of the people I follow, which is very small number, seem to be interested in this series. So I think I'm safe. Okay. What cat are you petting? Oh, that's Lead. There she is. How okay. did she get in when I shut the door? Oh, who knows? Mystery. Mystery. Or, you know, Rex came in to take what, a shower. What are our feelings on love triangles? Hate them. Hate them. <laughs> if Love's one shows up, it's going, to be, it's going to be a test. It's like, is this content good enough to read despite the triangle? Because if not, and it usually isn't, we are moving on to better things. I do not have time so for I that have, shit. I have a question. Uh-huh. Yes. So, what if, as a writer, you're writing a love triangle, 
but you are doing it to make the readers interested in the love, love triangle, but you have no intention of it ever being an actual love triangle as a writer. Um, Murph, Murph. That's not an answer. <laughs> Murph, Murph. He is climbing. He is so desperate for love that he shoved my computer out of my way so that he could oh, get yeah. into my lap. Um, is so, it okay. just false advertising? Yeah. It's it false advertising? I'm not going to advertise it as a love triangle. So you're writing um, it like a love triangle, but it's not a love triangle. Listen, the only time love triangles are even remotely... <laughs> remotely interesting is when they are like a poly couple kind of thing. Oh. Like with Iron mm. Widow. Yeah, that one's all right. But it just depends on if they just decide to do that as a cop-out or if it's actually being written out in, like, a good way. And I'm not saying Iron Widow is a cop-out. I'm saying that one was actually pretty good. But, you know, just someone That's who's written two like characters a... and they're like, I can't decide. So then it's suddenly everyone's together and it's all happy. happy no, it has to be intended. And like that one fucking book. That in the ravenous dark. From in the ravenous dark, or are you talking about from blood and ash? Or the ravenous dark? What? From blood and ash was a poly thing. Yeah, you haven't gotten to I that one. That got that far? No, nope, oh, I just no. realized that. Sorry, Such spoiler a spoiler. Shit, that there's there's a three way in that one. Gonna read. Oh, that's right. I do remember the three way thing. Yeah. Coming up as no Ronan, yeah. Like, oh, this is the thing that's gonna happen. Like, huh? Cool. I had forgot about the rabbit is dark. Um, but no, that I was. I really? thought you were referencing Murphy. It's lucky. Listen, <laughs> Iron Widow is like the peak of a good like poly couple that I have seen. So, Murph, dude, now he's rubbing. How? On my micro. Ow! Don't bite. Okay. okay. Let's stop talking about the cat. That is a cat. <laughs> it is. Here you can see he's rubbing on the microphone. <laughs> it doesn't produce a sound, at least. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's what I wasn't sure about. All right. So, love triangles. Not not a massive. Desire. No, yeah, I can't. Ow! Fuck you, cat. Just stop petting him. My God, Emily. I didn't. I reached around him and he bit my finger because I wasn't petting him. Okay, let's see here. What about the unattainable love interest? Like a one-sided love affair. What I'm are not interested? Like? Not. <laughs> Unrequited is not something I will ever click on or open a book for. Like, what's the fucking point? Okay, okay. Uh, what about Dark Pass? That depends on how it's done. Okay. If it okay. takes three quarters of the book of, of stupid hints that there's this deep dark past, but nobody will ever talk about it, that gets irritating as fuck. Or if we get a lot of flashbacks. Mm, yeah. Mm. I don't want to spend a bunch of time in the past. I don't care. It's it's one of the things that irritates me about Fourth Wing and, and uh, whatever the second book is called. Um, Iron Flame. All of these, yeah, all of these hints that um, the main male dude has some deep, dark secret. I'm like, could we just fucking talk about it already? I know Kim's favorite trope. Huge guy, tiny yeah. girl. Oh, yeah, yeah. God, I love that. Love Size that difference, one. yeah. Oh, my God. Can't get she enough of it. The living fuck out of me, especially when they can't describe it properly. She's the size of a five-year-old child all of a sudden. Uh, 
Sorry. I just, I saw that and like, I just could not, not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's see here. I'm trying to think. Oh, the one I don't like is like the broken bird trope where like the woman's all like sad and broken and he's the only way that she'll be better. Or pregnancy. I I don't know why. But I just don't want pregnancy in my books. I just don't. Yeah, Am I the only one? Bother me in the slightest. Oh, it's, I just, like, in the character, like, most of the time the female character, like, gets sidelined while she's pregnant. And that drives me nuts. Um, Yeah, I mean, with that kind of writing, yeah. Um, For me, it's like, like, I get annoyed by that. Especially if it's kind of a book where it just keeps... Maybe not explicitly saying it, but subtextually or whatever just keeps implying that this is the best thing that has ever happened. Or happened to to her. her. Yeah, that's just like, oh my fucking god. But on the other hand... Looking at you, a core of frost and starlight. (laughs) (laughs) But on the other hand, if it's exclusively about like if that is the story is the pregnancy then it's like i'm fine with it because it's like you're getting exactly what's on the tin but yeah if it's like pregnancy thrown in while there's another story going on that character is just going to be all about the pregnancy and just no longer relevant um so yeah that's my feelings on it Mm mm-hmm mm-hmm it's it's not it's not my favorite. Now, like if it's like a literary book or like 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 there's some big thing around the pregnancy, I guess so, but like Rosemary's anything baby. with like a side of pregnancy, I'm just like, no. Like that works, but like it's a demonic baby. <laughs> and that's the entire premise of it. Murphy, don't step on the keyboard. But like Murphy, just stop being disruptive. Particularly, like, pregnancy and romance, I just, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, okay, Kim, is pregnancy romantic? (laughs) Wipe your hand. Are you asking me on a personal level? I was waving goodbye to Rex. Uh, On a personal level? Oh, you're the only one of us who has been pregnant? So, like, is there something romantic thing about find it? Pregnancy romantic, I find. Um, uh, uh, my brain is just like, Kim, you're going so heteronormative right now. It's pathetic. I find men with babies and toddlers to be sexy as fuck. Um, I, I, that I, I, I love. Um, I love that in a book. Um, I love it in real life. Um, pregnancy itself. It can have its moments in real life. Um, but there's (laughs) so many day to day where you just feel like shit when you're pregnant that, yeah, no, it's, it's kind of all depends on like i never got sick so there was never the issue of oh you know that's this this is sexy and now i'm about ready to puke my brains out um so no i i wouldn't say pregnancy is overly sexy or i can't is that the word you asked was sexy romantic romantic but yeah <laughs> romantic okay i'm like i know i went off the rails on this somewhere but i'm not sure where um but no i i wouldn't find it horribly romantic um now i'm just like okay so we know kim is not, not sexually aroused it. by pregnancy <laughs> nope. she does not look at a pregnant person and go oh hot damn that's sexy <laughs> i don't think it's not attractive i i i, I think pregnant women can be very very attractive <laughs> god 
How did I get dragged into this conversation? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm <Kind of> funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're the only one of us who's been pregnant. So, you know, it just, just asking you if you yeah, found yeah. it to be romantic. If you enjoy it coming up in books. Does it make you feel I, the warm fuzzy? I don't fuzzies? know that I have ever read a book where it's like been a prominent thing. Um, I mean, even, you know, if we go That'll back be to changing soon. True, Why? If we go back to our tried and true Dragon Riders of Fern. <laughs> Lisa, you know, was pregnant, but then that that portion of their lives was just kind of skipped over. She, she went from not pregnant to they had a kid. So, you know, it 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 switched. What yeah. book are we reading that has pregnancy in it? I'm not telling you. What book are we reading oh, that has pregnancy man. in it? I don't know. I'm not telling you. Well, we've got a holly jolly Christmas, whatever, coming up. Is this a follow-on of the first one? It's a sequel to the no, first one. No, it's different characters. I mean, it's the same universe, different characters. Okay. Anyway. We do also have, you know, our list of future books that we're doing over the next year. So it could be anywhere in there. That's a long list. Apparently from one you selected, because you would know. <laughs> No, I've read some of the ones you guys have selected. I think. Yeah. A couple of them. Anyways, so. But since you see. had to check the list, of, that means it's a book you chose. No, I, because at first I was going to be like, oh, wait, no, I don't think I've read anything Sarah's picked, but there was one. Where was Which it? Which one? I thought I. Do I need to change it? No, maybe not. Oh no, I haven't read the Hurricane Wars yet. I wanted to read it. Um, oh. let's see here. Mostly Kims I have read. Some all of them. Kims, or some? Of them. Not all of them. All some of them? them. Yeah, some of them. No, no, no. Some of them. Guys, Kim, gotta go back. Pick new ones. No, she had me pick some of them for. Oh, you did. Every- Silver Nitrate. I'm really excited for Silver Nitrate. I haven't had the chance to read that one yet. Anyways. Anyway. So, okay. Talking to herself? Or a cat? Talking to the cat. Oh. Okay, so we're not big fans of pregnancy in writing. Romantic or real life. <laughs> or sexually. <laughs> uh, let's see here. What are other Hold tropes? <laughs> um, oh my goodness. The she must get pretty at least once in a story trope where she does the whole like ball gown dress up thing we yeah we kind of t- touched on that with uh iron flame yeah yeah, iron yeah. Flame, yeah. i'm so tired there of it scene in the whole book where they actually talked in any detail about what she was wearing to why this why? it's not even relevant in the scene that, that comes it's like she put on a black fucking dress and walked out that's all you need to say yeah. So I don't know if I hate this it. falls I story, hate but I hate it when they've gone from poor to suddenly they're living in the castle and we have to have every fucking piece of clothing that they put on. Mm-hmm. Described in finite detail. Yeah. Yes, no, like yeah. the type of material, the texture of the yeah. material, obviously yeah. the color and the embroidery and the encrusted gemstones that's probably on there and- somewhere. And how it makes yeah. them feel and how everyone notices them differently and how they get stared at and how they feel attractive. And like, and then how the dress gets damaged because, you know, they're kick-ass. Yes, yeah. naturally. Yeah. Naturally, oh, yeah. No. Yeah, or they're I really lucky in the dress being the slit all the way up to the thigh so that they can fight. Yeah. Or it was designed <laughs> perfectly for their fighting style. Like, someone looked at them and went... This is the gown you must be wrapped in while you kick ass. Yeah. 
And then how do all yeah. the clothes yeah. magically do you not love that? Or they're magically made in, you know, in a, in a 24 hour period. Cause you know, there's some poor person slaving away in a dungeon someplace, making these dresses for this person uh, that just showed up the day before. God, I hate that. Yes. Oh, oh yes. Man. And I especially hate it too. When it's the dress was picked out, selected, commissioned, whatever, by the love interest. Like, yeah. oh yeah, that just, <laughs> yeah. I hate it. I just hate it. Uh, so cringy. It, yeah, it's 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 not my favorite. So I gotta tell you, I'm gonna tell a quick story because this is like because I would as we were talking about this, I kept going. Men just don't pay that close attention to clothing now. And then I was like, but there are some men who do. Um, but I got to tell you, it's creepy as fuck because I had, I don't even remember what outfit I bought, but I needed a pair of shoes to go with it. And we're in the shoe department at the store. And this man walks up and he hands me a pair of shoes because he was listening to Mike and I, and I think Amber was there or Allie was there. We were talking about which shoes I should pick to go with this outfit. And he picks up, he, he hands me a pair of shoes and he's like, these, these, these are the perfect shoes to go with that outfit. And I'm like, strange man, your wife is about ready to murder me. Do not hand me a pair of shoes telling me that these are the perfect shoes. And, I, and I'm just like, I'm trying to be all, you know, whatever. And I'm like going, I can't wear heels. So, you know, thank you yeah. very much. Because they were like, you know, yeah. platform heels. And they were beautiful. I love beautiful shoes. I just can't wear them. But it was creepy as fuck. If somebody, if, if a man is paying that much attention to what you're wearing, it's because he has a fetish. And I was going to say, tell me you have a foot fetish without telling me you have a foot fetish. Oh my God. And his wife, because he, he was not his wife picking out shoes for, for her and then went That's and picked creepy. out my shoes. So he definitely wasn't oh, a sales associate just trying to help. No, no, just a man in the store. It was, weird. and Mike just stood there like, "What the hell just <laughs> happened?" And Allie, I think it had to have been Allie. Allie yeah, that was with me. Allie yeah. was just like, "Oh my god, what?" Yeah, it was. It was, and they were beautiful shoes. He had great taste, um, but <laughs> he definitely had a foot fetish or a shoe <laughs> fetish. Could be one or the other. Could be one or the other. They usually go hand in but hand. But anyway. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Anyway, it was weird. Yep. Trying to think if I can think of any other tropes off the top of my head. Like, I know there are tons of tropes, but I can't think of any other ones to talk about. Okay, so... interesting that most of these were romance-based. I, uh, okay, let me see. Let me see if I can find (laughs) non-romance-based tropes. Okay, 21 popular science fiction tropes for writers. Mm. Our first one is space travel issue. So like, for example, for instance, people treating space like it has oxygen or as as if it has noise. I feel like that's more common with movies. But I do like it. Well, yeah, and I like it when it's pointed out. So meaning the the correct thing is pointed out. I think that came up in um, Project Hail Mary. Okay. Uh, uh, they talked about down, not really being... No, that was the space. horror movie, horror book with uh, the yeah, mechanic yeah, yeah. in space. Yeah. Like, dead Silence? I like it when the that reality is... Dead Silence, out. yeah. Yeah. I do like it when it turns out the aliens are humans. That's one of these is aliens are humans. I do mm-hmm. enjoy that as a, a trope when it comes to science fiction. If it's done really it well, where you're like, well. yeah. yeah, who is the human here? And then like, it's revealed and it's like, oh, shit. Uh, let's see here. Everything is a simulation. No, no. I mean, I feel like after the Matrix, that's, that's just—it's all gonna feel like a ripoff of the Matrix. Yeah, and there 
there's too many people who have fallen into they really think the mate that that's that's developed into a conspiracy theory that is just enough to make me want to start throwing things at people. Let's see. Oh, I know Sarah's favorite science fiction trope. Space Western. I love Space Western. <laughs> I, I was talking about Sarah, but I know you love Space Westerns. Thing. I know, I know. <laughs> Let's see here. There aren't, like, these are, like, I don't know. These aren't really, like, tropes to discuss. I mean, so I pulled another list because the first one was, like, not great. Um, And it's, like, alien tropes. Aliens with hive mind. I do like a good hive mind. Alien society with a mothership and a large fleet. First contact through space exploration. Like, there's not much to discuss with these tropes see i hate the i hate the mothership fleet thing it's 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 a way to resolve the battle too easily i mean the mc yeah it, 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 it's a pretty common trope i i'm not a huge fan of it i haven't read a lot of science fiction books that have fallen into that um i saw like I with independence day where they blow up the big ship and then they've won the battle yeah yeah okay yeah. and then that kills all the rest of them yeah mcu did that with the the battle in new york and and yeah independence day did it it's yeah i don't it's a way to not deal with the fallout of the fact that you've got yeah um yeah but yeah like most of these tropes i'm just like for the rest of existence they're not like seek out tropes like you specifically seek out these tropes they're just like tropes that are found in science fiction okay let's see here Let's try fantasy fiction. Okay. Oh, the chosen one. Mm. The chosen one is so... Yeah. If it's like, well done I mean, in the prime example, doses... they give Harry Potter... Ugh. I don't even think that one was really well done. Um, no. But... It should have been Neville. Because at the end of the day, like, yeah, I was going to say, at the end of the day, it was only he was the chosen one because of how someone else interpreted the prophecy. I I think that, that in, Not because... I think having, being able to go through that entire series and it's all Harry Potter and this, Harry Potter and this, and then find out at the end, I mean, people would have rioted, but find out at the end that it was actually Neville who had to save the day. Um, I, I think that would have I would been have liked that. Fantastic. Yeah, I think that would have been fantastic. Um, but didn't go there. Yeah. I, I hate the chosen do. one. This was like, it's such a cop-out to not explain, like, instead of developing your character to the point where it's like, it has to be them, it's like, they're it because it was always going to be them. It's like, okay, then you're not really putting an effort as to why well, see, they have to be them. I mean, that's, I would consider just a badly executed chosen one. Like a chosen one where the character actually is developing into that, like meeting their fate. I don't know. Or like developing to match that. And that's how they be. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. You know something just, about about, it just... just about any book. Just about any book is going to have like a chosen one aspect of it because there's a reason why you're writing your story based on that character so i mean it's kind yeah. of hard to not do a chosen one even if it's the most basic romance on on the planet why is that character having this romance that's worth reading a story about so that kind of makes mm -hmm. them the chosen one i know that's being really simplistic on it but you've got to execute it in a way that makes the reasoning of why you're reading this or why it's being written um worth it so see what i do like is the reluctant hero which seems like the like opposite of the chosen one 
where like it's maybe who you don't expect to actually be the hero and then they they end up being the one who does save the day uh the one they give is an example in this article samwise ganji can samwise ganji samwise is gamji yeah gamgi yeah, gamji yeah like Same that's the number. prime example of <laughs> gamji samwise gamji Am I saying it wrong? No. Go. He's mm. laughing at me. It doesn't anything. <laughs> I was laughing that at That is a great example of a reluctant hero. Oh. <laughs> I can't help it, okay? <laughs> Anyways. I like that trope. That's a solid trope in fantasy to me. Particularly, like, when they fight it for most of it. And, like, it's so reasonable for them to fight it. Um, another example I can actually think of is uh, the Elf Stones of Shannara. And, like, the reluctancy to, like, sacrifice Amberly, but, like, eventually having to do it in order to save the world. Um, so, yeah, you guys are really quiet. <laughs> I don't... I'm listening to what you're saying. I haven't read that book series, so I didn't really have anything to add on to that. Do you like The Reluctant Hero? Um, yeah, theoretically, depending, again, on how it's executed. Okay. Um... Anti-hero. I like that. I know you would like that. Oh, I do like this one. Uh, this is a plot trope that's on this for fantasy, and the, that's the here comes cavalry. I do like that, like, last minute save. I don't know why. It just, like, makes mm. me happy when it happens. Oh, my God. That's like Throne of Glass, though. That series that happened every single time there was an even slightly large battle. In this case, I was thinking Helps Deep from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So, not Throne of Glass. I was I was thinking, like, Helms Deep. It's just like when you see it too much, like, book after book. And it just, especially for YA, not, again, not talking about Lord of the Rings, Helms Deep. Yeah. I do not remember the books. I read, read that way too long ago. Um, and never read reread oh, it, Helms but like Deep. the Are movie, you Helms Deep? Or... yeah, yeah. When when they that, think they're gonna, like... yeah, that is like one of the most iconic scenes in the entire yeah. book. Yeah, it's a good because he when he wrote it, because it... you really thought mm, this group may not make it, this this battle may be lost, and then all of a sudden up over the the bridge and yeah, the light. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something to yeah, that where like. Works. A well-executed Here Comes the Cavalry moment is fantastic because you have either lost characters that you love and you're like, oh God, it's going to be everyone. Like the, the risks have truly been increased to the point where you're like, this is, this may not go well. And you're but worried. At the same time, you've, you've got to have the hints that the hero yeah. is on their way. They've got to be, yeah. you know, they can't just appear out of nowhere. They, there's got to be a reason yeah, then it's why a date, they're showing, you know. You know yeah and yeah. and that moment when you're like you're like no, no no i gotta i gotta keep hope i'm gonna hope i'm gonna hope and the, the author's dragging you to just that right moment where you're like oh oh no oh no and then boom it's like oh thank goodness <laughs> so yeah i like a good here comes the cavalry what about, moment. A, what about a true sacrifice oh man nope. I love like a true sacrifice. I mean, but that is something that in stories I have chosen to do when we like play games and stuff. Where oh, I will to me it's go Dragon's Dawn and when Salah dies. That that is Yes. Like... Oh man. And I read it and it gets me every single time because she is a true uh hero in that moment and yeah. I do yeah. like me a, a real good hero too. So I know anti heroes and all of that. But I do like a really good hero. 
Um, and when she sacrifices everything for pretty much nothing, because you know it doesn't yeah. it doesn't provide any resolution other than she gives him some information. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I know. I do like that scene moment, and I also like. I don't know if it really counts, but Morita, uh, that book. Yeah. It's like after Morita's she's already not, saved. Not like, yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. Not but, my favorite of, of all of their books, but yes, her, her sacrifice is, is very poignant. If I remember well, correctly, because it's been a while, the Master Harper as well. No. Oh. Doesn't he do? Not in Morita, but. No, no, um, not in Marina, just in general. Yeah. Um, I could have sworn he, he did like a... He got kidnapped and then just, just it, he didn't recover from it. Um, yeah, and he just kind of eventually passed away in like his little cove retreat place, I think. Okay. I, got that. I could have sworn I like he, he sat, made some I kind of... I thought he died with the computer. I thought he went yeah. to the computer. Oh, that's died. right. That's right. I forgot about Avis. Yeah. Um, yeah. They just kind of went together, which was really sad. But, um, I don't know. Yeah, like I, I really said, it's been a while. A I could have sworn it kind of was. No, because it's like Avis There's... is like, well, I finished my mission, so I am yeah. out. And Robinson yeah. was just like, yeah, me too. And I then they just. The sacrifice, I think the sacrifice that's implied by Avis and the Master Harper is that it's time for this society to go on without them. Um, yeah. Master Harper being modern time, you know, modern times, and then Avis being the ancient times and all of that, that, okay, we've, we've gotten them as far as we can take them. And now it's time for them to, to go forth yeah. and, and do it without us. So I think, I think, yeah, I would say that's, that's a very significant sacrifice that both of them made. Yeah, okay. I was because I'm like looking, I'm reading through it again. And it was he was kidnapped because they wanted information about Avis. And after this there was like some plan or something. Um and then the two of them just kind of like pieced out by dying. Yeah. Oh, it oh, it was his fire lizard. That's that was I was like, I know there was some sort of sacrifice kind of situation. It was his fire lizard dying that made it feel like a sacrifice because oh, yeah. his fire lizard chose to die with him by going in between. Mm-hmm. And nothing I don't think before that moment, there was an implication that the fire lizards can't live without their people. So. Which I did do it go love between or did it just I thought it died and, like. On him, like I thought uh, it, was on it, his it says here his same. Yeah, his bronze fire lizard Tsar died with him, much like a dragon going between after death of its rider. This alerted all the dragons of Pern to the death of the Master Harper. So whatever like pre-dragon in-between version thing is what happened to Zare, Tsar. Um, I do like a good like companion animal, companion pet like trope dynamic. Um... I don't know why. I just do. Uh, uh, the Lost Years of Merlin did a similar thing um, with like a good companion pet. I'm trying to think of something else as an example too. I know there are others. But I can't think. Oh, in uh, The Golden Compass when she loses the connection to her like creature. So. Her demon? Demon? Whatever they were called? Yeah. Pan? I think it was longer than that, though. Let's see here. I can look it up. Search. Tom, you search. I have to look up the characters. Of course. Oh, it, yeah, it's it's um, Pantalemon. Uh, yeah. Pantalemon? Yeah, but he went by 
Japan, if I remember correctly. Like, that was the shortened version of it. Interestingly enough, in the movie, voiced by Freddie Highmore. I don't think I knew that. I don't know who that is. Oh. Uh, He's in The Good Doctor. I don't know what that is. It's a show. Okay. He was in uh, the remake of uh, Hotel on the Hill. I don't know what that is. Um, no, it's not called that. Um, Bates Motel. Hotel on the Hill. Bates Motel. No, Bates Motel. Right. I have heard of that, but I didn't watch it. See it, read it, whatever. Uh, let's see here. I don't. I don't know that you've seen anything that he's been in then. There's a good chance I have not. Alrighty. Any other tropes you guys want to talk about, or we can end that there? Hmm. Or here, one last question. I'm good. If you uh-huh. could only read one trope for the rest of your life, what trope would you willingly read over and over and over again? I'm going to give you a sarcastic answer, but I you guys would take it at face value. And like, well, that must be the one. Go ahead. I no. I don't. I I I I don't know. I don't. I don't engage in tropes enough to to know. Okay. I mean, again, I would just do the oh. enemies to lovers, which usually contains a lot of different tropes. But enemies to lovers. So if you could only ever read one trope again, you would happily read just enemies to lovers for the rest of your life. I mean, I pretty much do it anyway. So yeah. <laughs> okay. I would do forced proximity. Like, if I had to pick one trope, forced proximity would be the one. Any context, forced proximity. Or grumpy sunshine. I could do either of those for the rest of my life, happily. What about and Kim? Kim? No, nope. she's too above I'm... only gauging in her tropes. Pregnancy. Pregnancy kink. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pregnancy kink. That's totally... Totally, what I would do. Yeah. So we're not going to shame people with a pregnancy kink. We just don't like I, it. People can have their things. Their things, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. on that note, our intro and outro music is by Grant Newman and is called The Battle of the Nile from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Book Pile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes. Or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts, we'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. Sorry. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. You can also support us on bookshop.org. Our link is available via our social media. You can email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs>